Hey guys, welcome to the last three digits where we're talking about money and everything in between. Because they would have come to your 400 pound birthday dinner. I don't ask for much. What do you mean, bro? <laughs> like, it's just one day a year. Yeah, fair enough. Friday's a school. Oh, when people are Saturday's Hakkasan. And Sunday we go to Miami. Because girls are usually gassed by the, the, the middle amounts. And this is probably why girls don't go for a higher salary. In I thought Brent, I don't know why. We're, we're rolling. Yeah, I, was about, I don't know why. I was waiting for Brent to like hit us with a 3 to one goal, even though that's never happened. No, it's not. <laughs> I, I, I think it was the way he was when. moving and he just sat down like confidence. No, Brent don't care about something anymore. Speak for yourself. <laughs> you, okay, my name's Balan. I got pretty privilege. <laughs> you lot lucky I wasn't a girl, bruv. <laughs> You really said. And I, you always, you always said say it that. Three times at least. He says it all the time. Bro, it's making me worried. I can't lie, bro. Listen, they'll be making bare rumors about me, boy. They'll all be true. <laughs> You're actually bad because you're being serious. I mean, bro, dead, you dead said ass. It I think you said that one time, then Bola was like, God spared us. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, I'm telling you, boy. Uh, it's not me that's coming to work. That's oh, okay. We might as well start the podcast off this way. So I was. I was talking to someone recently, yeah. Mm. This this black guy, and he was basically saying that <laughs> this black that sounded mad racist. <laughs> no, and he was really saying that apparently mm. a lot of black men actually, you know, want their woman to be kept at home. Can you? What do you mean kept? You know what that means? Like she ain't working; she's at home looking after the house. Well, of course, and stuff. That would be, that, we don't even need to be looking after. I think the dream world for any man is that you're looking out. You can look after your girl. Do you know what I'm saying? Well, I can't say any man. I could just speak for. I yeah, because I was under the impression that um, most most men. It's not necessarily just down to black men, but most men like kind of want their women working as well. That's up to you. Like the finances, I'd want to have. So I think there's a difference between ideals and reality. Yeah. So a lot of people will probably be in circumstances, and I don't mean this to down talk anyone because this could even be myself. This could be anyone. Will be in circumstances where the ideal thing would be for you to both work. Especially in the economy that we're in right now. Like, yeah. it's, it's more logical. But in the ideal world, the same way, for instance, we, what we want for ourselves, as like, even though like we we um we want to be in positions where we're only doing passion projects or only working because we we would love to. And I think mo- I can't say most, but the men I know would want that for their partner. So I know Disu would be fuming if in 20 years his missus is working to put food on the table. If she's working because she loves... Loves what she, loves what she does. Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> no, God forbid. I start shiver, bro. <laughs> <laughs> this is a good time to introduce our guest. Fasa, yeah, so how are you doing? I'm all right, man. So essentially, I'm Fasa Speaks. I'm essentially a content creator on TikTok and Instagram. You love it. You didn't even wait for Bola to ask. Bola didn't even ask you what he does. I love it. I love it. Tell us, businessman. Yeah, so I'm a content creator on TikTok and Instagram. Um, I started this February 22nd and it's going really well so far. So, yeah. Yeah, you just hit 5K on Instagram. Yeah, just it. Congrats. How much did you have when you started in Feb? Nothing. So you got 5k in three months? No. So yeah, so essentially I started this is my second sort of page that mm. I created. My first one was UK Business Media. Mm. And my initial idea was just to be the um and that was on TikTok. Mm. So it was to be sort of the made you think 
on TikTok mm. for finance because I know the bag in finance is really good. Mm. So, um, <laughs> yeah, I was for money. So, yeah. And my idea was to sort of have like this media company, sort of like uni, uni led and, you know, mm. st- stuff like that. Something built of, built of social media, built of media. So I started that um, on TikTok, that page on TikTok on February the 2nd, no, um, January the 7th. Um, it did really well. So I grew up, I grew it to like 10K followers in, I think four weeks wow. on TikTok. But then the engagement that I was getting wasn't really pushing me towards the direction of a brand. So it's still there and it's still growing. Right now it's on 21K. Shit. But then I wanted something more, I wanted to build a brand. And um, funnily, funnily enough, my friend who had been building um, his TikTok um, like within the course of a year, I think he hit like 200K followers at the time. Shit. And he was like, why don't you um, put out your, why don't you show your face? Mm. Like make your face your brand. And obviously he was doing it well. He was doing it and it was going well for him. And he is, um, you guys probably, Poku Banks. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. So, yeah. Guys, always in drama, bro. Yeah. <laughs> oh, is he? What, <laughs> like over what he's putting about finance stuff? Yeah, bro. Uh, for, no, do you know what's us? I found out about him. I'm sorry to cut you. I'm sorry That's to cool. cut you. It's just how the pod works. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> I found out about him. I watched this. I watched this like, I don't, I don't know the right word to put it. But it was this this white guy and posted. this YouTube confrontation. Yeah, so basically yeah. it was apparently they'd gone back and forth, and the white guy invited him. So basically, imagine like, I think Poku exposed him or something. So, so um, what happened was it was essentially this. Poku must have said, and I'm just paraphrasing. He must have said, "There's a lot of frauds out there." I think <laughs> I, I think he may or may have not. Um, that was it, and he put the guy's face on the thumbnail. Put, so the guy, so the guy basically said, "Okay, cool, come outside." <laughs> then yeah. they bucked up now. They did like and on that platform, yeah. and yeah, um, you know, fire went off. Yeah, and yeah, it was fun to watch though. Yeah, that's lit. he seemed like okay. You, you're his friend, so you can answer. He seems like he enjoys the drama. I'm not gonna speak on anyone's behalf. Hey, we're here for it. He's good. Respect it. I respect it. It's, it's Wait, so what? So your boy basically said, "Yo." These niggas be frauds, and he slapped his name picture on a thumbnail. Well, first of all, I it was a white guy. Wait, 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 him. Yeah, and he slapped yeah. his face live on a thumbnail. I respect that energy. Yeah, Ooh, he's got big energy. But either, but either way or not, um, Booker still got clout off that. Yeah, which is yeah, good. yeah, yeah. So yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm. It was really interesting. So how have, yeah. you, how have you found like putting your face out there now? Initially, I was a bit, um, I didn't want to do it, mm. but then I saw other people, I saw other people putting their, putting their face out there mm. and they would get recognition that I'm thinking, okay, if this leopard can do it, okay, why not me? <laughs> did he say that? So yeah, then he did. <laughs> I, started, so I, I started doing it and I started with my first post and my first post was initially just to get a lot of clout. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I, I put up my first post on TikTok um, and it was, it was four things all girls in the UK waste money on. Number okay. one, edibles. Number two, uh, birthday dinners for girls who claim that they're in the same friendship circle but only see each other twice a year. To your 3D intro. Ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> I think we've just found the fourth digit. <laughs> <laughs> What's number three? Number three was Uber Eats and fast food. And number four was the most useless drink for useless people, Kavosier. And that did very well. This nigga pardon. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know what I, I respect about this heavy? Do you know what I respect about this heavy? He's told us his intentions. So it was to get clout, yeah? And he was very much aware. So you know there's people that are going to like respond like, oh, you're so wrong for this, da 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 Not realising it's the intent. Yeah. Interaction. It's G. And it, 
It reminds me that people um, jump too fast on socials. Mm. But continue, sir. Yes, sir. Everything's spot on on that, by the way. So I done, so I done that. The responses were interesting. Mm. Then I said, okay, cool. Let me let me stir up the the, the fire a bit more. <sighs> then I put out another video called Three Things That Immigrant Parents mm. Waste Money On." Ooh, now that Im- what's that? Now that immigrant, I use the word immigrant very deliberately because. If, and for example, I could have said African because that's subjective to my experience. Mm-hmm. But if a Pakistani person saw it, they'll mm-hmm. feel included. Mm-hmm. If if they're going through the For You page and they saw an African, like three things African parents means money, they'll skip, they'll skip past it. Yeah, 100%. Mm-hmm. But it's for inclusion purposes. So yeah. I knew what I was doing with that. Mm-hmm. So with that, number one was um, send the money to build a house, but the money doesn't go towards the house. <laughs> Family members steal it or, you know, mm-hmm. the money just goes towards something mm-hmm. else. Number two was... Um, what was number two again? Okay, sending money for useless family members that don't want to work. I'm done. Even if the economy is, you know, the economy, as robust as the economy will be in your home country, they still won't want to work. Um, then number three was uh, <laughs> parents spending money on, you know, um, baby showers. I thought you were going to say like a child's first birthday, but yeah. No, no, no. <laughs> parents spending money on baby showers, um, weddings and um, christenings and stuff like that. Mm. Yeah, just the share food, the money that goes into food is absolutely haram. It's crazy. Yeah. No, just, just give me the money instead, man. I lie. All of that. I've been thinking about that a lot. Like, all the of these celebrations. Do, the reason I do uh, baby showers just for the gifts. Where you hit a baby? Oh, well, your own bit. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, I remember when I wrote to you, your, um, oh, my bad, sir. I can't put that. Any, okay, no, it's my, my bad. My bad. <laughs> that video was actually quite interesting because if you know the response right up until now there's like a half a million views sick because mm. because um, off the bat I just heard I just heard like people in America saying oh yeah my gra- can I swear on her yeah yeah, yeah my yeah. grandma is a bitch because ah. um, you know she my mom is working all of these hours and she's just eating the money in Mexico <laughs> then I'm hearing people seriously all over the world <laughs> TikTok, TikTok is a mad place. Then there's people. Then I think there was this one guy in the Netherlands saying, "Oh yeah, my dad, he sends his money to his sister in Afghanistan, and she owns like two houses, and she's still asking for money." And I'm just getting all of these stories, and it's just, it's just really interesting. Oh, it's a lot, man. Um, on the back of what you're saying, um, finance pod. Um, between 2014 and 2017, we've actually got the numbers right here. 2004, 2017, the money that is sent back home grew. Yeah. So it's in Ghana it went from zero point nine three to seven point four seven. Uh was this in million in like zero point nine three. Oh percent, sorry. Percent, sorry, sorry, sorry. okay. My cool. apologies. Um Liberia from twelve percent to eighteen percent, um two percent to five point eight five percent in Nigeria, seven point eight to thirteen point six percent in Senegal. Etc. 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 And then I think in 2017, I've got that chart on my phone. Um, I should have had it on my notes. So I'm not going to pull it out. But in 2017, I think sending back money to Africa um, had the highest growth of any uh, continent mm. in the world. Um, I could be wrong about that, though. I could be wrong about something within that, but within a certain amount of continent. So it's it's growing the sort of um, and I think it even said that, um, I can't remember which countries, but certain countries are getting more money from the diaspora yeah. than they are from, like, government aid, et cetera, mm. et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. How do you feel about sending money back home when you go? Um, depends on who and depends on why. Damn. And I'm and I'm very much, I'm not on this, I'm not on this free, like, this... Look at me. 
And we've had this conversation. Like, I'm editing. It has to be structured. And I need okay, evidence. Cool. I'm not one of them people that's like, just because my, my mom got a text. Mm-hmm. The only person that's getting bread off me is my parents. And if I get married, my wife's parents. Everybody else, boy. It's my, not happening. Fasha, what are you my, saying? Um, I'm a prick. So no. <laughs> um, I don't send I don't send money for people. No matter how they claim to have known me when I was a fetus or zygote. I'm not, I'm not sending money to anybody. Is he us? Yeah. Bola, what about you? Um, no. Goodness. I just I don't I don't have time to pretend. Everything is a hustle, everything is a struggle. No. Unless my mum moves there, there's no reason for me to send money to Nigeria. Actually, I lied. I send we send money to my grandma. But apart from that, no. I send money to my grandma. I'd send money back home. I just need it structured. Like yeah. for instance, if you are saying it's for my little cousin to go to school, I need to see the paperwork. It's not like I know some people say, oh, about that, you might think person's lying. Da, 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 da. That's partly true. But then the situation always changes. Out of nowhere, at first it was for school. Then it was, oh, there's a medical problem. Yeah. And this and that. And we just had to split it. Now he's going to go to school for half of the year. Then now waiting for your next income. <laughs> you know, to, you know the, when I knew, half you know when I was definitely pay. sure that I'm, I was never going to send money. And I said, never. When, my, when one of my aunts was like, because she used to live in Sierra Leone when she was younger. She came in when she was like 10. Oh, you're from Sierra Leone? I'm from Sierra Leone originally. Sierra Leone and Guinea. Okay. And then she said, I must have been speaking to her one time. And she'd be like, yeah, we used to lie to get money. We, we used to compl- We used to say, yeah, I'd have money for school, whatever, this, no. this, this. They used to lie for money I think to be sent the over. The expectation for some people is that if you're here, you're rich. So to them, yeah. it's, they don't even feel like they're taking a piss. They feel like they're taking... Do you know what it's like? It's like, you see people on Twitter talk about how rich people should give more money to charity. Yeah. yeah. It's like that sort of entitlement. Like, oh, but you already earned this much. Yeah, 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 yeah. Not knowing the cost of living here and like, yeah, survival yeah, yeah. Like a lot of people here Are just surviving Just because you made it over here And I think you have to Put your foot down On certain things This isn't just a diaspora thing Even just Even here When people ask you for peas If they don't give If they know they can do, Ask without any context Without any expectation Of return or anything They're going to Continuously ask And it's going to yeah. get To the point where The expectation Is so strong That Culturally Between you and the person You are the bad person for not giving them yeah, money. Saying, yeah. Because you've been so free with, oh, yeah, 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 of course. Da, 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 da. If you put, the, the amount of people that, just in life, yeah. in life in general, the amount of people, once you put your foot down the first time, right, your people genuinely accept that as your stance. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, say, for instance, like, say, for instance, Bola puts her foot down, right, well, but I'm always generous with, we're just talking about sweeps. Let's say it's the sweeps, right? Okay. So Bola's always like, from the from day, you know, nope, you're not getting no sweets. Mm-hmm. Is what it is. I want the sweets. Yeah, mm-hmm. I'm giving you lot bare sweets, bare sweets. If I one day say no and Bola says no in three months, no one's gonna look at Bola different. Yeah, because that's her. Yeah. Now with me, it's like, oh right. The moment you do four favors and you can't do the fifth. Yeah, you're a witch. Yeah, 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 yeah. Man said a witch. But no one thing... cares about your circumstances. That's one thing I've learned as well. Yeah. So many people will hit yeah, you up and and I see it all the time, like whether it's like business, personal, or sometimes when the two kind of interlink. And I've I, one thing I've learned is when people ask you ask you for a favor, they're not thinking about you. They're, they're thinking not... about themselves. Naturally, naturally yes. we're selfish people. So then I always think, no, I, I have to do what's in my best interest the yeah. same way you did what's in yours. Hundred percent. And another Another, another thing is For me personally I don't want to perpetuate That culture of dependency You know Yeah That's, Yeah no, of course, of course. Obviously some people Need it for survival Yeah But Again as I said like I don't think there's anything Wrong with asking for evidence Of what it is 
um, especially if I don't know you. Yeah, like, I'm sorry. These are I'm your uncle. Uh, okay, like, bro. There's bare people. I don't. I don't actually know. Like I don't know you. Like even it's not even like a, I haven't been. Like I've been home. I've been to the village that you're meant to stay at. I don't know you. If you haven't given me birthday money, you're not my uncle. I'm done. Okay. Man said birthday money. When was the last time you got birthday money? I don't remember. What's, what's I said that? birthday money. Alive. We're guys, bro. Okay. You might get a young birthday jollof for that shit, bro. You know what I'm saying? That, that counts. That's yeah, that the same counts. Thing. Yeah, that's. I, I like that, boy. It's true. If you ain't put no money in my pocket. Yeah, it's true. Out here, call me an uncle. So where where did the name Faster Speaks come from? I just picked that out of my ass. Like I, I have no. <laughs> I just created Faster. I just said Faster. Then I got some guy in Pakistan to make the logo for me. And it's the... Yeah. Oh, and he put speaks? No, I put speaks. I just said faster speaks. It just came to me one day when I was, I don't know, I think I was making food. Then just faster speaks. Then, yeah. Well, so faster, you just randomly... Randomly. Then, that is so funny. Then a lot of people just... I think a lot of people now think I'm Muslim because I think that's like a Muslim name or something oh, okay. like that. So I now have to justify that anytime people come in my life and ask if I'm Muslim, which has become annoying. Just but, pretend, man. They're not hella supportive on the line. Fasa's not my name, no. Nah. Where did you get Fasa from? I just, I just, I just thought, I don't know, I just said Fasa, innit? Just thought of it. Listen, you just need to run, <laughs> what you need to run say, that. What did you say about stage name? I sent it to them on a voice Yeah, um, what was it? About this week? No, no, it was about stage name. Yeah, Fasa Speaks is my stage name. Oh, yeah, because oh, yeah, not... you were asking if this is... If yeah, I was asking if, if this is your is your Yeah, it's my surname. Yeah. Because you, you use Ayo and this interchangeably. So yeah, yeah, that's, yeah, that's my actual actual name. Like, Nigo, that, that's not his name. That's a... How do you know? That's, yeah, that's, that's... selling the streets. <laughs> <laughs> hey, what's all this? That's, hey, that's... Who do you work for, my guy? My <laughs> name is Nigo. That's my real no, that's name. That's not his name. Is that a Zim, a Zim name? Yeah, yeah, yeah. In Zim, in like... Um... Oh, Shona in Dibeli. Shona. Okay. Stop lying. You just made it up. No, no, no. Back Mufasa. No, is, Mufasa, is, is that's Nigo a lion. A... Yeah, Mufasa. That's so a lion. No, you know Nigo's literally, it's, it's from the Bible. No, no it's not. No, but wait. Is, but Nigo's not from Zim, though, is it? No, it's no, not it's from the Bible. It's okay, from the Bible. cool. Oh, wow. This guy's a liar. I mean, no, I'm being dead to it. Shadrach, Meshach, Abednego. Abednego. So you just take out the A, B, E, D and the dash. I'm done. It's... You're good. Okay, but what is on Abed? <laughs> <laughs> this, is so, this is so funny. This is so funny. Fasi, you said you wanted to chat about the culture, but like um I was so interested to know like what you meant exactly. Okay, cool. So for me personally, I don't know. I just feel as if culture, especially African culture in the UK. Oh, sorry about that. Is this better? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. It's all good. I just feel as if culture, especially amongst certain communities, certain dias- within certain diasporans, is dying. Like one major thing, one major thing I think is that in this language, mm. like nobody's gonna speak their language, and when I have this conversation with my friends, like the Nigerian, then I just say, okay, can you guys speak Yoruba, Igbo, Benue, or whatever, mm. and they're like, no. I'm like, okay, would you like your children to understand and understand the banter and like the rich expressiveness of your language, and they're like, yeah, I would love that. So how are you gonna do it? So my mom will teach them. I'm like, your mom that's gonna retire in. Nigeria. Yeah, 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 it's true. So when I when I looked at language, um, what the most interesting thing actually wasn't even in the quantitative research; it was on the qualitative. Um, but obviously, sometimes I don't even pull it up. Car, mm. I think was yeah. You know what I'm saying, but when I was looking at it, there was quite a lot of stories. It, even on BBC, literally, there's an article that came out four days ago. If anyone wants to search it up, five days for anyone that gets this pod. But um, which was talking about people's experiences. This lady did, I can't remember her name. And she was talking about how growing up back home, so she grew up in South Africa, mm. um, 
it was seen as uh, almost lower in class to not speak English. Um, mm. And there was also a, a Nigerian person, a Ghanaian person in the article that said similar things. There was a household um, mm. in the Nigerian household where you were... Um, she wasn't allowed to speak her native language. She, she was... Mm. She, I always pronounce it wrong. She was Igbo. She wasn't allowed to speak her native language at home. Mm. Um, She had to only speak English. English. Um, Some Chinese people are like that as well. They're like, no. Yeah, yeah. I know some of them who are just like, no, no, don't. I just speak. And if you look at... um, So I've got a chart here. Like, It's basically ranked the countries with the most English-speaking in Africa. I'll just do top five because it's a really long list. But cut long so short, there's... Let me see how many of these people. There's 22 countries where English is the primary or first language spoken. That's an absolute disgrace. In Africa, yeah. Of course, <laughs> yeah, that's used... number one, my G. I know. Of course, these things are results of colonization, etc., etc. The top five goals, um, Nigeria, uh, Ethiopia, South Africa, Tanzania, and then Kenya. I'm trying to see if Syria, I think I, think I saw somewhere that. I could be wrong. Yeah, Syria on 16th. And between Sierra Leone and somewhere else, I can't remember where, but English is seen as the primary language. No, I think English English is the national language. English yes. isn't whether whether or not you speak English depends on your your um, your rate of literacy. So if you went to yeah. school, because in many Anglophone countries, so English speaking African countries, unless you go to school, you're not gonna learn English. Mm. Yeah. Well, you're not gonna learn French. French. That's the only that's the only way. Yeah, French fun, is another one actually. Fr- yeah, that that attitude is actually very commonplace amongst. People from francophone countries. Yeah. So I've yeah. seen a lot of Ivorian people who at home they only speak French. Yeah. And I'm right. thinking they have their own native language, mm-hmm. but French is the only language they used to speak. And I always right. found that so weird. Mm-hmm. But that's only because of the sort of, I don't know, it's just disgusting like aftermath of um, you know, French colonization. Yeah. It's even worse with Angolan people. And Portugal. Angolan people only speak Portuguese. Mm-hmm. Now they have so many tribes and so many ethnicities within the nation. Or they only speak Portuguese because they had this thing called assimilation. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Whereby, um, whereby if you if you couldn't speak, they, they basically they divided the country into citizen and native. If you were a citizen, you could um, you had better privileges. You could take your take your kids to school and all that. If you were a native, you couldn't you couldn't do any of that. And the only way to become a citizen, you needed to speak. Portuguese mm. without the tone of an African accent. Can you imagine? That's crazy. And you needed to display European table manners. That's just basically saying you can't use your hands. It's mad, it's mad. You and need to just like pass down because if you look at if you look at the direct result of these things, yeah. right? So for instance, okay, we're talking about the impact of colonization going yeah. all the way down, right? Yeah. So colonization occurs, yeah. Then the countries are impacted. Of course, there's a there's a economic struggle. We lose a lot of money, we lose a lot of resources, Definitely. it's heavy, mm. right? The the resources, et cetera, et cetera, come to the UK mm-hmm. um, or France, Portugal, wherever your country was colonized by. As a result, to get quote-unquote better education, I say quote-unquote because I would say resource-wise, I wouldn't say it's better education. Mm-hmm. However, what you're able to do with it, sadly, is more. Yeah. Um, so then as a result, to get a better education or to get a better future, Parents, our parents' generation, or some of our grandparents' generation, whoever, have come here yeah. to literally attain the resources that were, you could argue, were lost with colonization. Oh, of course, yeah, definitely they were. Did you yeah. say lost? 
stolen. Thank robbed. you. <laughs> um, that's a funny story. In my in my book, I only ever speak about the colon. I, I never mentioned Britain. I wouldn't let me not even say what I called him. But anyways, by the book. huh? <laughs> yeah, yeah, by the book. Thieves, whatever, whatever. But yeah, as a result, of course, uh, our parents teach us in because a lot of us are raised here. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So always in France, da, 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 yeah. da, so we're, we're taught those languages almost to gain those resources. Yeah. And as you're saying, quite quite rightly, our culture starts to trickle away. Yes. And you've got to remember 100%. that also during colonization and the aftermath of it, our col- a lot of our cultures were already being mixed mm. with European cultures yes. just to get by. Look at how weddings are in a lot of countries. Even funerals, um, even how, I, I hate to say it, but how some religions have been adapted for the sake of um, inserting European narratives. Mm. Yeah, Which um, is why I get why like some of our parents regardless like they're basically like try to stay within your native culture yeah. i do i do get the point of that the whole point usually has has a lot to do with culture more than anything else like keep the language and stuff like that mm-hmm. but that's a very good point when you mm-hmm. talk about how much culture may get lost especially in our generation where we're quite interlinked in terms of different cultures yeah. different countries are likely to partner up and stuff it will be a shame if we dilute like the entire culture. I think one of the good things is that being brought up in somewhere else, we get to see certain parts of our culture through a different lens that like we're not yeah. just indo- almost indoctrinated into our yeah. culture. So we can we can kind of critique elements of our culture that some elements of our culture are quite misogynistic or quite yeah. homophobic. And that we can kind of weed those bits out of our culture. But the essence of our culture, especially stuff like language, mm. dressing, family values and stuff like that, I don't believe that we should lose it. We should try to maintain as much as possible because that's what that's what um, defines us or gives us identity to a certain degree. I think we've seen that happen with West Indians because with the whole Windrush thing from, I think, 1946 to 1971, mm. the mass influx of immigrants into the UK from the, from the Caribbean, we've seen that happen because when they started to have kids and back in the day, the 80s and 70s, Pato was like heavily spoken amongst children. Like and teenagers, mm-hmm. then it just evolved into into like the slang that we use now. Mm-hmm. So we've seen that slowly dilute. Okay, I get what you're saying. So you're saying, for instance, the, the language spoken by kids from the West Indies has been diluted with English. Yeah, that's what gave rise to the slang that we use. Yeah, today. yeah, yeah. Because remember, well, was... growing up, remember in primary school, it was cool to be Caribbean. Wagwan was a Jamaican thing. Mm-hmm. Now any guy English. from Iran can come and. <laughs> But it's yeah. true. But now, once we got to secondary school, then it was like an influx of Africans yeah. and things like that. And that's when it was more like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Big, no, it's, big an from it's, Africa. An it's an interesting concept. I think as a results thing, because of course there's still a, a hell of a lot of young Caribbeans that speak Patois. As a results thing, I think, I'm trying to think of like what can be done about sort of this, this losing of culture. The yeah. only results I can think of off head um, without going into the numbers or stats is... Where I'm from, the people that tend to still speak the language tend to be when there's groups of a country that stick together still within that neighborhood. Mm-hmm. So in my, in, I'm I'm from Leyton, and for instance, we've got like what's what we call like the Mali Strip, which mm-hmm. is in between these uh, the two most known estates in my area. Mm-hmm. There's a whole road where like there's shops and businesses, um, even like play spots or whatever. 
for um, East African community. And when it's like your everyday experience that you're hearing your people, like I grew up not knowing many Zimbabwean. Yeah. Do you know what I'm saying? I knew my, my cousins mm. and, you know, one or two or whatever. So if I'm honest, there was never a necessity for me to speak it. Mm. I think when you have a community, or because we speak about this all the time, like, are we going to have like a, a middle class black area one day? And I Inshallah. Think, yeah, I think those things are important um, because when you look at it, you're like, okay, cool. We can say, okay, you, you know, you might you you might teach your kids Yoruba or um, Yoruba, sorry, um, or et cetera, et cetera. But if they have no reason to speak it, because even like me, like when I've been language learning, when it's only in the academic setting, yeah. either you, you learn it in a very robotic way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So like, you know how like, we can joke about it, about how people speak French. French, like, yeah, 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 yeah. Like we speak it very robotically. Like, yeah. like, like it's something that you have to use. Did they ever say "comment to tapel" in France? You know, say sorry. I didn't actually know that. No, because I speak French. Yeah. Oh, they say "secouter." No, did they even say "comment to tapel"? You're, you're taught, the way they the way they teach French in schools is really bad. Why do they teach "comment to tapel"? I don't know. I think that's that's just kind of slaps though. No, because in France, it's like you speak more on on the strip. It's more slang. Yeah, yeah. So that's oh, how okay. you just say normal. Which issue means what's your name? But I think the issue is now with anything. If you're not immersed in the culture and you yeah. don't have to be in it, it's it's really really hard to keep it going. So unless it's like we're all gonna start migrating back to uh, Africa, yeah. then some of our kids in the future will be like, why do we have to learn this? Like, what does it? What do? I've noticed in terms of the people that I know that still speak the language quite hev- heavily is. One, their parents exclusively speak to them, and their yeah. family exclusively yeah. speak to them. That helps, and also they go back home fairly often and they have quite strong links back home, whether it be friends, cousins, business there. So people that I know that go back to Ghana or Nige like multiple times a year, Sierra Leone, etc. they tend to be the one that can speak the language fully. And even they'll be like, oh, do you know what? Like obviously about accent, they won't even really rate themselves, but they don't understand that it's actually such a big thing. For, like, for example, me, I actually want to learn Yoruba. I, I, I understand Yoruba fully because my parents never really spoke to me. Like we never, as Nigo said, there was never... Um, the need the, the need to actually go and speak Yoruba which I'm really I wish we always me and my sister always get to our parents about like why did you lot make us speak Yoruba but um, I that's something I was even discussing this recently that I definitely want my kids to be able to understand and speak Yoruba fluently and that starts with me mm-hmm. as well and yeah. and the community I put them around to and I think even just little stuff like what helped me because I, I was never one of them kids that wanted to be Jamaican I was always a proud Nigerian. And I think one of the, one of the good things my parents did was instill pride in all of my siblings. That was one, I think that's one thing that they taught us a lot. And we had a lot of pride of being Nigerian and obviously be, having exposed, being exposed to like, before people knew about Afrobeats, I was hearing Afrobeats. So that kind of helps. You see what I'm saying? So exposing your children to elements of your culture because yeah. there's certain artists from your country, there's certain artists from that, or musicians, movie stars, whatever. John that Prezo. So... I know who he is But um, No just that Like <laughs> No but like Do you know what I mean Because of like There's certain artists Like fellow Kuti From back in the days Now you've got the likes Of Berno Where's Davido mm. There's young people Growing up proud to be Yeah Of what, where they're from And I think that's important To expose Your children Your family To your Key culture. elements yeah, yeah, To your yeah, culture yeah. Look You can say something Yeah I was gonna say It's very interesting Because Especially that point You made about The Somali community We forget that in Somalia, Somali is their official language as well as the language of their ethnicity. Mm. So it's like, 
everything's all business, everything is fully conducted in Somali, in yeah. Somalia. Mm-hmm. So they literally, when they come here, they struggle to learn English. Same with people in Bangladesh. English isn't the official language. Mm-hmm. They struggle. So it's like they speak to their children exclusively mm-hmm. in those languages. So I guess it's it's about making, to some degree, a conscious effort to build that environment. Because kids, as you're saying, you speak French, right? Quite a lot of my friends... I learned French, actually. I didn't... Um, my parents didn't speak to me in French. I learned it, actually. Okay, that's yeah. even better, actually. It's quite interesting. Quite a, my friends, quite a few of my friends speak two languages. And if you was to ask them the foundation of that, it was just growing up. Like, mm. they don't have books of blah, 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 mm. blah, blah. Kids are equipped enough. The same way kids can learn English and slang. Yeah. Kids are genuinely... And it's, I think... I can't remember the science behind it. But I think it's even more beneficial for um, people to learn as as kids. I can't remember the science behind it. Um, but there's something to do with their brains. Et cetera, yeah, et how much they can retain. Yeah, yeah. Just it's, It becomes normalised. I can't... Again, I can't remember the details. But yeah, no, I, I completely... I, I agree with you with regards to... Um, yeah, that's a part of our... And the fact that, look, a lot of us um, in the UK... Because when you, when you come to a country where your nationality isn't the majority a lot of you are going to have children with people that aren't even from your culture. Yeah. Um, uh, whether that be another culture in your continent, your country, another continent all um, all on its own or whatever. Disu, for instance, was talking about, you know, he'd love someone with like a Viking heritage. Um, uh-huh. <sighs> Stop capital my name, dog. <laughs> Don't be putting them the Babylon rumors on my head. Right? <laughs> um, but yeah, no, it's, it's very important because eventually your child's culture is only going to be London or the UK, sadly, if we don't make conscious efforts towards it. Yeah. Um, sorry, this is a little bit off topic, but kind of still on. Did any of you see this thing from the office for national statistics from April 2016 to March 2018 about the property ladder and the median value of a black family's property wealth. Did you see that? Yeah, I saw that. Yeah. So basically it says that um, for Indians, um, their wealth was about 176K, white British, 115K, Pakistani, 115K, other Asian background, 50K, Chinese, 40K, other white. 37k mixed slash multiple 30k bangladeshi 26k black caribbean zero black african zero what's this for how much um like black like like property wealth within the uk and um some people were talking and this kind of feeds into culture some people were talking about the fact that you know what a lot of asian people do is that they just live together and make it work for a very long time it's true whereas um I don't know if that's not necessarily the case with us, but I know a lot of Caribbeans did like partners and stuff like back in the day yeah. and like pulled their money and lived together. But I don't feel like we're doing that enough these days. I think that's why a lot of older Caribbean people, you see that on their homes. Yeah. yeah. Because of what they did in the 1950s and 60s. Because obviously yeah. banks were not giving them loans for obvious reasons. So, yeah. And part of it, you, you could include how some Asian, some Asian cultures, not all of them, um, I'm trying to remember the ones I've had, but as part of their culture, it's, it's commonplace for you to live at home. Even when you're married. Yeah. 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 I have so, a couple of friends. So when you when you change the, the, the cultural expectations, it then has a result on the finances. Because in a lot of, if we're transparent in a lot of black cultures, it's normal that you move out before you're married, let alone after you're married. Mm. Um, even like, for instance, when I talk to um, 
So in uh, quite a few um, cultures within India, the first birthday party of a baby is a madness. Like, it is a madness. I'm talking, you could get rich off it. Like, that's how mad it is. Like, you're you're supported to that length. Like, the Mm. intention almost is to, um, you know, like, for instance, imagine a baby shower times 10. Okay, bro. Um, that's the that's the expectation. Like you're almost all competing for to support the family. Do you feel like we should do more of that? As like, as in like black people. So, for example, what I was going to say about my friend, he obviously, well, he even went through like an arranged marriage. But then when he got married, did he did his thing? The family supported, and then like him and his wife, his wife moved in to the home, and I think that they're still there and building together. And then obviously staying in the room, the mum's still cooking. So it's it's a bit of a family unit. And then mm. I think eventually he's going to move out. But they've even had a kid and they still live at home. Mm-hmm. Do you feel like that's something as a as a culture that we we should potentially look at? Potentially. Me, I possibly cannot do that because my wife will complain about my mum. <laughs> so, yeah, but I feel like they're complaining wait, in other cultures as well. Wait, why would your wife complain about your mum? Because you said that like... My mum is just... <laughs> My mum is my mum. Well, to the <laughs> last three digits. Yeah. 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 But, um, yeah, no, I think I think there are things within our culture, maybe not that per se, that going back to your initial point of, like, you know, we're losing our culture. So, um, different countries call it a different thing, but, for instance, like a saving circle. Yeah. There's, there's things we could bring from our culture that are beneficial. Like, if we're transparent, like, I... um, it sounds weird. I, I look into weird things, but even when you look at a lot of our food... A lot of our food from different parts of Africa, I can't speak for the majority or minority, mm. but quite a lot of popular food from back home was actually made that way because of poverty and having to sustain a child for the rest of the day. So, you know, when you speak about certain foods and you're yeah. like, why is it so filling? Mm. Why yeah. do I feel like sleeping? Like, why is it just this oily, large piece of uh, whatever it may be, d- depending on the culture, maize meal or... Um, whatever type of grain it is, et cetera, et cetera. A lot of food was for the basis of saving money. Yeah. Like, I can't get... I can't be giving my kid canopies and da-da-da-da-da-da-da. So, cool, this concoction mm. will sort out the kid for the next eight hours mm. or whatever, and mm-hmm. then we can, we can sort out the rest. And I think there's a lot of things... Because when you look at culture, what culture tends to do, which is why it should be reviewed, as you said earlier, what it tends to do is... Um, it's basically a set of rules that help the people at that time, depending on, of course, their their eco their their economical situation um, at the time, uh, whatever the the circumstances were then. Mm-hmm. So that's why they can be beneficial for the group. Yeah, coming mm-hmm. next and come next. But why it's also, as you're saying, it can be misogynistic. Um, Sometimes culture is just pressure from dead people. Yeah, facts. Yeah. Big facts. But, facts. Then, but then again, I think what you're saying is true because even the thing with the money saving group, I found out Pakistanis, Pakistanis do that as well. Yeah. Mm. And you yeah. see the corner shop industry is dominated by South Asians. Mm. It's because Sri Lankans, Bangladeshis, they all do the, the um, what, how do they call it? The money saving thing. The mm. money circle. Yeah. But yeah, in yeah, big yeah. amounts, like 50K, 60K. Yeah. And yeah, they make it work for themselves. Yeah. It's quite interesting. Sorry, I was going to say this to you. Yeah, what do you think about the whole, like, if we adopted some of the kind of the customs that, like, Asians do when it comes to pooling their resources together? I think collaboration is always very, very important. 
I think one thing that makes it a bit more difficult, well, in our assessment is that we're looking at Pakistanis, Bangladeshis, we're talking about black people, looking at black people that could be Sierra Leone, that could be Jamaica, that could be Nigeria, do you know what I mean? That could be Uganda. So, but, so it's, it's going to be a lot harder for us to come together as a wider conglomerate. But definitely, like, even our communities, like Nigerians, whether or Yorubas or Ibos, or, do you know what I mean? Like, I definitely believe collaboration is the way to go forward because, for example, like, I'll use an example, like, five people got five bags, like, they're still waiting for an extra 15, 20 before they even look at a house. Mm. But if they come together, they can now do something. I really want to get into that, you know. Yeah, I'm not going to lie, because it's, it's, it's tough. And I literally said to two of my friends the other day, like, bruv, should we just, should we just get started? Yeah, like, let's get go a as, as a freeze. Like, it's, yeah. it's, what you think about as it, it's a general no brain. Obviously, everybody's got pride, people to do themselves. I'll talk about myself personally. Mm. But, um, <laughs> no, it's, it's actually, it's actually no brainer. Like, I think collaborating with people that you know, Definitely. the people that you, like, trust. Th- that trust, yeah. even across all walks of life, all you're doing is building success and building equity. Like, and when I saw that, that I was very heartbreaking. I, I don't get rattled by stuff. When I saw that stat, I was, that, I was rattled. Like, yeah. I was rattled. And then that type of stuff makes everything else, in my opinion, make so much sense. When you don't even have economic strength, the ability to say no, and because of you have economic power, in my opinion, this is my personal opinion. No, no, no. You, you got a point. Yeah. Like, there is no fallback. Yeah. In my opinion, there's a reason why the people who want to be racist, they know how to turn down the racism when it comes to people from the Far East mm-hmm. because there's Wahala coming. Do you see what I'm saying? Like, mm. your brand says something nuts about Far East. They're taking it off the shelves, bro. Do you see mm-hmm. it? Do you see what I'm saying? So I think this is one of the steps that we can make as a people. And obviously, younger people, we're, we're privileged that our parents have come here giving us a life. Like, we're going to be able to, even though it's tough, we're going to be able to get on a property ladder. We're investing in crypto. Rest in peace to everybody's portfolios today. We're investing in stocks and shares. We're becoming entrepreneurs. We're going to university. We're kind of the corporate ladder. So I think our collaboration, not just in resource, but also in, in, in information. Like, so many people have been able to get up, get up the property ladder and are not busting, the, busting down the information of other people. Yeah. Like, I know some people who find sick information about property ladder, but they won't go out and put on Twitter or tell their brethren. Yeah. They just keep yeah. it to themselves. They even say it's culturally wrong. It's almost seen as cool to sort of be the standalone at the top. No, man. I think you also have to look at um, how we tend to get to the UK. Um, So as we're talking about like joint and solo efforts, um, when you look at the numbers, what what tends to happen is when people relocate to the UK from the continent, so from Africa, sorry, they tend to either come alone or with one or two people rather than an entire group or an entire family. Yeah, it's tough. And when that happens, naturally, so for instance, you you can identify black people as, okay, he's a black person, whatever, whatever, whatever. But when you're able to come with your entire family or an entire group, as some other cultures do, um, you have more backbone when you arrive. So say, for instance, we mm. all, one, two, three, four, we all come here from um, Wakanda and that, yeah? <laughs> say we all learn from Wakanda. And, and cool, let's say we only get small jobs, like £10 an hour or something, um, but we're li- living together. That's still mm-hmm. £40 an hour that we're bringing home. They made that work in the 90s, though. Yeah, facts. Like people, yeah. honestly, and when people come together, people are really, you know, Getting houses as if they're face masks. Bro, my mom. <laughs> when, when my mom told me how much she spent. Listen, there was this stat today. Put me back in 1990, bro. Jesus. Oh, you posted this, someone posted okay, this. Stat, yeah. I even I even screenshot it to send it to my mom, yeah. 
flipping, yeah. Oh, what I posted on IG? Yeah, it was definitely you. It was definitely you. About so the housing thing. When my Marge, my, I was talking to my Marge once about buying a yard or whatever, yeah. And I was telling her, like, oh, you lot had the easy sort of idea. And she was like... My mom thinks I'm buying a house. She's like, why have you guys done it? I'm like, bro, she was, she was like... She feels like it's buying Air Jordan. It's, uh, <laughs> she feels like buying Jordans. Bro, so she feels like getting Jordans is probably as hard as getting a house these days, to be fair. So my mom was like, um, my mom was like, oh, like, every generation claims that it's more, but that's just like, that's... I'm like, mom, the, the, the difference is... You're, okay, for instance, let me pull out these stats here. It's over a thousand percent. Yes, in the nineties, average UK household income was twenty thousand four hundred forty-eight pounds. Average house price was fifty-seven thousand, uh, fifty-seven thousand seven hundred twenty-six. Cool. Yeah, fair enough. And the maddest thing is, I don't. The deposit was. Five say bags. they might as well have paid you. Do you know what I'm saying? Five bags, four bags. Twenty twenty. Six bags. Tw- um, average UK household thirty-seven thousand. So that's a seventeen thousand percent, a seventeen thousand pound increase, almost double the salary. Now, average house price now. So remember, the last one was fifty seven thousand seven hundred twenty six. Average house price in twenty twenty is two hundred thirty seven pound eight hundred thirty four pence. Mm. So the house prices have almost gone up five times, but your salary has not even doubled yet. The highness mm. in your voice made me know that you was hurting when you said that. Bro, it's just outrageous. <laughs> it's, it's, it's just it's, so it's, outrageous. It's so, it's so nuts. It's so flipping outrageous, bro. But it's, then again, it, it, it speaks to the dependency of having one income. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. yeah. Which goes back to the conversation. What were we recording when we had that convo? We were, weren't we? What convo? About what um, a lot of men want in terms of yeah, like, yeah, if yeah. they'd want their partner working. Yeah, we was. Oh. I think you were. Oh, yeah, we were. Yeah, yeah, because yeah, it goes, as you're saying, it, it, spe- uh, it speaks to having, well, actually, we could say that for an entire group as well, but even in, in a relationship. It's interesting what, um, do you know what I find interesting, right, in this conversation is a lot of the social norms that I see black people that I know doing, so again, I don't know if this is majority or whatever, are sort of hybrid norms from the UK. Mm. They have nothing to do with... It's not like a, a black culture from back home, et cetera, et cetera. It's like... It's kind of inherited from America, if I'm transparent, but also adopted for the basis of survival in the UK. So okay. it's those two things rather than anything reasonable. Yeah. <laughs> nothing reasonable. Anything else you want to talk about since you're the guest? Um, no. When you said that, the only thing I could think of is Christianity. Goodness. Or radical Christianity or whatever. Go on, go on. Yeah, that's the only thing I think of. Because I think a lot of a lot of the stances that we hold, or a lot of um people from certain dominations hold, it stems from like that orthodox American, you know, demon binding Christianity. Do you know I'm gonna laugh and um, right. I feel like you might you might be my favorite person right now. Thank you. Um I've got to be careful my words. I agree. Mm-hmm. Especially when you go into denominations, simply because a lot of these things aren't even that I see. So you know, when you go to the, that demon binding Christianity, whatever, um, that manifests and everything will come. You know what I'm saying? Whatever. A lot of these things aren't actually biblical, but they're based on loose biblical scriptures and then actioned out through things that they've seen in America, etc., etc., etc. Just why a lot of the language is the same. Mm-hmm. The only verses they know from those books are quite the same mm-hmm. so to me it doesn't even speak on the faith in itself but on the action of it but um yeah i feel like a lot of people get triggered if we yeah but that's nah, the truth it's the truth i it's think you truth. treaded very carefully though 
Yeah, no, but it's a reality. It's, it's a reality. It's why, for instance, when when certain people talk about healing, the only thing they've ever healed are um, long to short arms. Um, oh, let me know. Long to short arms. <laughs> but I've not because I'm 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 a Christian. Well, I I want I hope I am. Do you know what I'm saying? I, always, <laughs> I hope so. Yeah, yeah. Do you know what I'm saying? But in terms of like, do I believe in the the actions? I think a lot of things are just animated. Um, and taken from what people have seen on TV. That's why even the pre like oh nah like how how do you all have the same tonality when you preach? That's um, a spooky to me. A lot of churches are just investment banks. So no, oh, some people say stuff like that and stuff and about church church being like a business as well. But I feel like religion and culture always get um, quite intertwined as well, yeah. in a, in a way that it doesn't necessarily need to be interlinked at all. But yeah. What, what do you what do you all want to do like personally to keep your culture alive? Because I know Disu spoke about, um, you know, you being able to speak Yoruba and then teaching it to your kids. What about the rest of you? In, in regards to me, in regards to passing on my language to my, the funny just the even way, your culture or my culture, it's like I'm very thankful that I can cook the, like my culture's food. Mm. I, I learned how to cook as a, as a conscious effort. Um, yeah, I learned how because I thought I was gonna go uni. You know, thankfully pivoted that direction. Oh, okay. Then, um, I didn't didn't know. How come you didn't go? I didn't go because initially I, I wanted to study business, mm. but then I looked at everybody that I knew that had a business degree and saw that they that all of them retrained and did other things. Mm. So hilarious. I said, okay, cool. Why am I, I going to business related degree? So I said, why am I? <laughs> so I said, why why would I? Um, I'm thinking. Let me just listen to some of my predecessors, so to speak, mm. and you know, not go in that direction. Mm. And save save the money and save living with my parents. Mm. It's quite interesting. Yeah, it's quite interesting. I think that that especially if if your degree is going to be business yeah. per se, I can understand avoiding it. Um, not that I'm not grateful for my my degree. I very much am. But are the are those skills like for instance? I'm more grateful for my social experience at uni than my degree, and I yeah. did quite well at uni. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm more grateful for the networking, socials, da-da-da. But when people say that you can network and you can yeah. build a great social experience without it, um, and I guess you get to start early at making the income that could then make you move out to have uh, said social experience uh, experiences. With myself personally, I'm going to hopefully raise my kids around a lot of Zims. I can't even lie. Mm. Like, I'm lucky that I grew up with a lot of my cousins and I've I got a massive family. Yeah. Um, um, so I've got a lot of my cousins in 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 the UK. Um, but also on top of that, I've, I've, I say I've Would you grown, marry a Zim girl? Or would you, would go, for like a, a would you go for like another country, like, I don't know, like Nigeria, for example? Uh, that's a very good question, my bro. Um, Careful, Twitter is watching. Yeah, no, no, Twitter can watch. I don't, you know what I'm saying? I don't, it burn them anyway. Um, do you know what, my bro? Love is the most important thing. I think I'm very certain that the woman I marry will be an African woman. I'm very certain about that. And that's what's saying? most important to you That yeah, she's yeah, African yeah. One, one second Bola Would you marry an, a Nigerian woman Or a Ghanaian woman what, what do you think you would Go for personally It's good to you bro Disunomics Disunomics just in case You thought um, What would you go for Um, I don't want to mind a cheeky bit of Kelewele <laughs> <laughs> Fasa, do you have do you have a preference when it comes to because you've obviously you've spoken a lot about culture today. This was your topic. A preference. I said, well, I, I, I would love hopefully to marry a Sierra Leonean mm. that was born in the UK 
people born within the diaspora. So that's quite interesting. Why? Because they're probably going to, if they're born within the diaspora, like born in Belgium, they're going to speak another language, which, mm-hmm. and if they teach my child that language, it's going to be, hopefully, it will be advantageous. Mm. What about if they were born in Sierra Leone and yeah, raised? That's, that's, yeah. yeah. Is that an option as well? It's just, no, it's just a preference. I just feel, okay. I just feel, I just feel the UK, I think, I think the UK, somebody that was born and raised in the UK or Belgium or something, I think it would just fit me personally. Mm. That's fair. Yeah. Do that's, you, do you feel like, um, and you, this you isn't just about being African. Those are those are questions. We never, we never. Oh please! You just start flaming each other. We start flaming Bola. You know, yeah. From now on, so we need to think of a word: reverse B or something. Whenever she's asking a word, they need to be like a. We need like a bell or something. Yeah. No, it's important for me to marry an African man. You might one of the colonizers in South Africa. I'm done. Never, never. No, no. That that is really important to me to kind of. Hold on to my culture Because um, in all honesty I don't feel like I can do it on my own mm, um, yeah. And stuff like that And my mum always says that When she feels like When a woman gets married She goes to the husband's culture more um, Oh yeah, someone said yeah. that actually Yeah, so I am That is something I think about quite a bit And I'm just like Okay, like I already feel a sense of loss in my culture from not fully speaking my language. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I, where possible, I would really love to like end up with a Nigerian man. Come to think of us, I think Sierra Leoneans have a harder time retaining their language than anything. Mm. Because if you guys have heard Creole, yeah. like the, the sort of the broken English that's spoken there, it's not necessarily... So Creole stems from one ethnic group, from, from one tribe. But because it's so popular, or because a lot of people uh, migrate towards the metropolitan cities mm. to, to sort of live and work, its usage has spread out, mm. and people sort of adopt that language as in like as their like their first language, mm. and they teach that and they only speak that to their kids. Imagine. So it's like, go on, sorry, I cut you off. My apologies. No, so like for example, my dad was born in Freetown. My dad mm. only speaks. But yeah, my dad only speaks Creole. My dad can't speak his language. That's interesting. Mm. So it's like, yeah, that's the effect that. He was born in Freetown. Is he like way older than you? Um, yeah. Do you know like Do you know what some of his experiences would have been? What growing up in Freetown? Yeah. Growing up in Freetown because sort of that area, um, initially it was established as a colony for freed slaves. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So mm-hmm. a lot of so um, a lot of Jamaicans, a lot of you know people from Euro- um, different parts of Yoruba land like Ijesha. So some Ijebu. people were seen as a haven. No, at the time. Mm. No, I'm talking about this like eight, like the 1800s and, and whatnot. Your dad? Oh, well, no, 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 I'm, no. I'm just giving, oh, you, oh, I'm just giving oh. you a brief history of like yeah, how yeah, the yeah, 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 yeah. But in general, in terms of how he grew up, he grew up in a very mixed setting. People yeah, yeah, multiple yeah. ethnic groups, people from all of all different religions, and yeah, that's how he was raised. Feels yeah. like English is the new Korea. I'm not gonna lie, because a lot of us are are over here, and we're just mixed in different cultures. Yeah, literally, mm. that's the definition of Creole. Creole mm. mixture of different cultures. That's what I was going to say. Do, do you all feel like immigrants, um, and this isn't just based on being African, work harder than we do? Because I'm, I'm, I'm assuming that you're, you were born in the UK. Yeah. yeah. Do you feel like they work harder it's than we even, do? It's not even, it's not even, it's not even close. Like my boy, shout out my boy, Dr. Lee, he calls it immigrant mentality. Even though we have it, if we compare, if we compare us, ourselves to the native white British, you, you see in our, School performance, especially yeah, black yeah. Africans, mm-hmm. um, Asians, Far East, absolutely dominate. Mm. We have that type of because obviously when you think about where we come from, school's not forgiven. Like, mm. like people have to make real life sacrifices and go out and get it. 
just yeah. for you to go to school. So when we, and even just to get it, do you know what I mean? There's no safety nets of any sort. Like it's a lot more difficult to go out there and be able to put food on your table. So that's why our parents are just grafters. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? And when it comes to school, they don't, with a lot of us, like school is the main thing. So yeah. I think, I don't think it's even a competition in between the work rate between um, somebody who was born and raised in as in the UK, especially London. We're quite fortunate to be in London compared to somebody who's coming from Iran, Syria, Turkey, Nigeria, Sierra Leone, um, Barbados. Like it's a, it's a no-brainer to me. Yeah, the the results the results literally show it. And um, if you look at, for instance, what a lot of uh, um. There's another way to wear it. Just what a lot of white people have been complaining about um, in the last few years is, mm. oh, but you know what? Um, our young white boys are falling behind in schools. It's quite interesting. It's why I subscribe to the thought process. That's quite intriguing that when it comes to things like knife crime, et cetera, et cetera, people blame it on our culture. Um, whereas when we are overachieving in comparison um, to people that were, you know, born, raised here, parents born, raised here, et cetera, no one aligns it to our culture. It's, it's almost seen as, oh, no, it's just because the white boys are being failed. And it's like, wait, um, surely if you're going to look at the, the negative things, which I don't align as our culture, by the way, I see them, those things as a result of the circumstances that we're in. Of course, there could be cultural impact as well. Um, but if you're going to look at our academia, as you're saying, literally where we come from, these things aren't given. And for instance, it's why um, a lot of parents want their kids to be doctors, nurses, uh, sorry, doctors, uh, lawyers, lawyers etc. Et it's not because they love those professions. It's because where where they come from, those are signs of success of you being okay. So they push you towards those directions. So when you come here to them, it's you either succeed in school or you fail in life. Mm. That's what because they're seeing yeah. school as a as a pre jump for Spring success. Goals. Yeah. yeah. Um, whereas a lot of people here, the, the culture is a bit more different. If you don't make it, there's an expectation that the government will protect you. Or you can go again. Yeah, like, you have... Yeah, it's true. I have a question for you guys. Yeah, go for it. Obviously, you guys are older than I am. Mm-hmm. I won't say significantly, but you're older than I am. I'd say significantly. Okay, significantly then. Yeah, go for it. So, when you guys were growing up, what was your parents' view? Like, view? how did your parents view apprenticeships as opposed to, like, going the uni route? Good question. Um, It wasn't even a thing, like, from what I am aware of. And I think that's not even just... I don't think that's just limited to Africans. I think, because I worked, um, one of my contracts, I worked for the Institute for Apprenticeship and Technical Education. And one of their biggest issues was getting a branding around apprenticeships. Mm. And being around that, I realized how advantageous apprenticeships were. Like, mm. even like even looking for jobs, I was seeing apprenticeships, people going into the, to the trades industry. And I was thinking, whilst I'm talking about trading, like front office, I was thinking, yo, like going back, I would have rather from sixth form, mm. gone into a, gone into the apprenticeship to get into finance than go to university. Like, mm. me personally, if I can spin the block. So, yeah. I think that's definitely a thing because of the status mm. and uh, and uh, um, the branding around apprenticeships. So, yeah, growing up, that wasn't a thing. But so, I think if if we were, if, I think if everybody, especially our cultures, was more aware at this, the advantages of apprenticeship because not everybody should go to uni if that if they want to go to uni for the purpose of getting a better job. If you want to yeah. go to uni for the purpose of having an education, that's different. For the purpose of getting a better job, some people might be better off yeah. going to the apprenticeship. My my especially of, of certain trades like gas, electricity, yeah. hairdressing, Definitely. whatever it may be. My my younger cousin is a plumber. Mm-hmm. Not much younger, like a year younger. Um but 
I was talking to him the other day. I told him straight up, like, when he first did it, I thought it was a sign of, I can't be bothered anymore. That's what I genuinely thought. Um, and he showed me within two years, because bear in mind, I've gone to uni. Mm-hmm. He's working as a plumber. He started his own, you know, uh, business, etc. Mm-hmm. Within two years, his life was different. Yeah. Like, when I say different, I'm talking different. Mm. Like, to the point where, like, someone else might look at me, like, yo, you're trapping or something. <laughs> What's going on over there? So... I think the branding, similar to like B-Tech, yes, um, et cetera, yeah. et cetera. Like there's a lot of things where people, there's a misunderstanding. There's a elitism um, That's what it is. ideology yeah. on certain pathways. And let's be real, it's 2021 and even like 2017, 2012, whenever. There's so many different pathways to make money in this country. Do you think schools do enough to um, help the branding of apprenticeships? No. No, absolutely not. Yeah, I think that I think they kind of they try to burn it. Yeah, but I think now what people are seeing is that university is and everything, and mm. as as the fees went up, like um, what you're getting in terms of career isn't going up. So yeah, that's, that's companies, what, yeah. big companies that's are big companies are now saying, hey, you don't even need that. Come get started listen, with us from 16, 18. Listen, that's why every time I opportunity on Twitter, even though I went to uh, a Russell Group Uni. I never liked the slander of people did for like BTEX because it didn't make sense to me. Mm. I'm like. I'm in the same lecture hall as mm. other people. I'm in the same university campus. Other people did BTEX. We end up in the same place. True. I did a BTEX. We, yeah, we literally end up in the same place. Mm. So, and if you're saying that our route, the A-level route, was much harder, the move for us then <laughs> because they're in the same place <laughs> as us. <laughs> you see what I'm saying? So, yeah, end of the day, at the end of the day, yeah, we need to like, I think it's very important for us as, as a community because we, we only got us, yeah. is to mm-hmm. really try to overcome vanity metrics. Yeah. Like this type of stuff is vanity. Like so, so many people will probably pick a job, let's say everyone's picking random numbers, paying 35K if it meant they were worked in an office, they wore suit and they go into central London, that may be a job that's more manual, hands-on, you don't wear a suit and it's 5K more. Yeah, just for mm-hmm. the branding. Just sorry, just to answer that question from before, like, I'm not taking this as a marketing opportunity or whatnot. Like, this is, everything's for the pod. That's ridiculous. It's the world. <laughs> but um, yeah, just on the question of um, how am I going to um, help my kids like keep the culture or whatever, mm-hmm. I think what a great idea what someone should do is write a book sort of addressed to their future child. You write this, are you okay? Um, I think someone should write a book addressed to their future child um, with like nine chapters on different things. So whether it be money, love, um, culture, uh, black women, hair, etc. And within that book, um, every single chapter, and this graphic is a great idea, every single chapter is like a letter to the child about that topic and um, indirectly also teaching them about information from all countries within the continent. And at the end of every single chapter or letter should be a letter from people that are going to be their actual uncles and aunties. Like you could write a letter at the end of one of the chapters or you could bother. Um, and I think they should call it like my history is more than slavery and it should be on Amazon right now. Go buy that. True. Go for it. I did a podcast. That's going straight out. Fasa, <laughs> plug yourself. Plug yourself. Yeah, so essentially um, you can follow me on TikTok and on Instagram, Fasa Speaks. Um, and yeah, if, and also I'm also going to be doing a blog so um, I guess this is a um, last three digits exclusive. Cheers. We're loving that. Well, we're getting that recently. Thank you so much for coming on, honestly. Fastest right. Weeks. I love what you're doing on Instagram. Everything from where does Indomie come from? I, I'm, I'm loving all them bits. Honestly. I did a gig bread yesterday. Huh? I did a gig oh, I, I, I saw that. Yeah, yeah. I saw yeah. that. I saw that. It's lit. Thank you so much for coming on. You lot know where to find us. Three digits pod at gmail.com or um, the last three digits on Instagram and TikTok and Twitter. And we will see you next time. Sorry about your crypto. True. Sure.